can contractors learn from Amazon? Well, you're going to find out on today's show. As HVAC contractors, we haven't always acted or thought like innovators, let's face it, but that's changing. With the invention of the internet and companies like Amazon changing the game of commerce, we're living in one of the most innovative times ever. As a contractor, we need to focus on innovation like IAQ products and whole house energy solutions, rather than just installing boxes. Today we have Mr. Scott Dimming delivering an awesome piece of content entitled Disruptive Innovation. Scott's going to talk about what you have at your disposal like technology and marketing platforms and how you can use those to be a disruptive innovator. Take it away, Scott. Hello, my EGIA friends. I'm Scott Deming, a member of the EGIA faculty, and I'm pleased to present our latest video on disruptive innovation as part of the Cracking the Code series. Disruptive innovation refers to a product, service, or technology whose application significantly affects the way a market or industry functions. An example of modern disruptive innovation is the Internet, which significantly altered the way companies did business and which negatively impacted companies that were unwilling to adapt to it. The Internet is an example of disruptive innovation in that it turned the business world on its head, forcing companies to either adapt or lose out. A classic example of the disruptive innovation of the Internet being unleashed was the restructuring of the bookselling industry. Big bookselling chains lost out to Amazon because it could display its inventory without having to own a physical store in every town. They could take the order and ship the book directly to the buyer's home and eventually send it directly to their mobile device. But Amazon didn't stop there. They took their book selling model and extended it to other products and eventually every product on the planet. From the comfort of your home, you can order just about anything you want or need and within a day or two, it will be delivered to your front door. Speaking of delivery, they also introduced free overnight shipping for Prime members. Why? Isn't that expensive? Not as expensive as the alternative. Amazon was losing a lot of money from order cancellations. Why would someone order something and cancel it within a few days? After some research, Amazon discovered that many customers experienced what's known as post-buyer's remorse. After further consideration, the customers realized they didn't really need that product and that purchase wasn't necessary, so they canceled their order. To combat this post-buyer's remorse, Amazon began offering free one-day shipping. The customer would get their product before they could begin second-guessing their purchase and cancellations dropped off significantly. This is a perfect example of expanding an innovative idea into other areas of your organization to improve customer service, brand, and the bottom line. Remember, Amazon didn't invent the Internet. They innovated how the Internet could be used to serve their customers and to set their business apart from all others. Steve Jobs and Apple didn't invent the PC, cell phone, tablet, or retail shopping. They took all of those things that already existed and disrupted the world by innovating how those things impact the user experience. Let's dig a little deeper into the definition of disruptive innovation and talk about how it could greatly impact the profitability and sustainability of your business. 
Disruptive innovation can be something like the invention of the internet, as we discussed earlier, or it could be something like Amazon, who took the existing internet and innovated how it impacts the customer experience. You don't have to invent something to be a disruptive innovator. I want you to think about all of the things you have at your disposal, from the latest technologies, to all of the different marketing and communication platforms and outlets, to the very people working at your business. Now, I would like you to look at the functionality of all these things differently. What do I mean by that? There's something in the psychology and social science world known as functional fixedness. I'd like to try something with you. I'm going to put several different items on the screen. I'll let each item sit for a few seconds. I'd like you to pause the video with the item displayed on your screen. Now what I'd like you to do is to think about how you can use each item outside of its originally intended purpose or function and innovate with each item to create a unique experience for your customers. Write your ideas down no matter how outrageous they may seem. If you can, do this exercise with a colleague or two. Remember, when you innovate, you create unique experiences for your customers and differentiate yourself from your competitors. Disruptive innovation and market differentiation creates customer and employee loyalty, builds your brand, your bottom line, and sustainable success. So here we go. Remember, pause the video once you see a new item on your screen. When you're finished, start the video again and go to the next item. There are six total items. This is an iPad. How can you innovate with an iPad to create a unique customer experience? This is a GoPro camera. How can you innovate with a GoPro camera to create a unique customer experience? This is the internet. How can you innovate with the internet to create a unique customer experience? This is a cell phone. How can you innovate with a cell phone to create a unique customer experience? This is a van. How can you innovate with a company vehicle to create a unique customer experience? And finally, this is a business card. What can you do with your business card that will create a unique and unexpected experience for your customers. I'm going to discuss why it's important for you to be a disruptive innovator and how to become a disruptive innovator. But first, let me give you a couple of quick examples of disruptive innovations that change the world as we know it and the process behind the innovations. This is an ancient oriental fan. Now one can only imagine the thinking that went into creating, inventing, innovating a fan. Somebody was probably very warm one day, they went like this, and everybody started going like this, and then somebody picked something up off the ground and went like this, and then one day somebody said, ah, there's got to be a better way, and they invented, they innovated the fan. Very nice. Created a little more airflow. You could carry it around with you, open it up, close it up, put it in your pocket. This here is Philip Deal. Mr. Deal in the year 1882 invented the ceiling fan. Now I want you to think about this. This was not really a quantum leap. This was a kind of a logical flow of innovation, of the thought process. Mr. Deal took a fan, which just pushes air, and then he turned it into something that was a little more convenient because it was automated. So he took blades, put it on a spindle, put the spindle into a sewing machine motor, and now all you have to do is flip a switch and now you've got airflow. 
Again, it's an innovation, but it's not a quantum leap. This is Mr. Willis Carrier. In the year 1902, Willis Carrier invented the air conditioner. This is disruptive innovation. This is innovative thinking. This is a quantum leap. He didn't just say, okay, we need to take airflow from a ceiling fan and create more airflow to make it even bigger and better and stronger. He said, we need to figure out a better way. We need to have cooling. We need to cool and chill so that food and beverages can stay fresh. We need to be able to make ice and preserve ice. And he invented, innovated the air conditioner. This was because Mr. Carrier was a lateral thinker. He was not an analytical thinker. He didn't say, I'm going to follow the common, most logical, next uh, flow of ideas, next step, next move. He said, we need something much, much greater. And he invented the air conditioner. Lateral thinking versus analytical thinking. Look at this slide, please. Lateral thinking, you get out of the maze immediately and you begin thinking larger. You don't follow the logical, practical next step, next flow of ideas. Analytical thinking, you stay in the maze and you just kind of follow it around and you follow the flow of ideas as they would naturally come, as they should naturally progress. The flow of innov innovations, the flow of ideas, the flow of change. If you're going to create real change, you need to be a lateral thinker. All amazing innovations were created by lateral thinkers. In 1970, the very first ATM was introduced. Now, there was an ATM before, but it was just for the local banks. It was a local money machine. This is the very first ATM that anywhere in the world you go, you put your card in, you can get cash out of your bank. Here's the gentleman who invented the ATM, Mr. Donald C. Wetzel, Vice President of DocuTel. Why did Donald Wetzel invent the ATM? I want you to think about this. We've all been able to get out our money out of the banks, you know, by going to the teller. We can deposit money by filling out a slip. Why did he do such a quantum, take such a quantum leap? He tells this story. He said, one day on a Friday afternoon, I was at lunch and I went to my bank to get money out for the weekend. And there I was standing in line for literally two hours with all of these people. Two hours of our lives being lost, being wasted, trying to get our money out of our bank. This is my own money and I have to wait this long. So he thought about it and thought about it and he took a quantum leap. He really, truly was a disruptive innovator because he was laterally thinking. Now, he could have stood there and gone, you know, we need more tellers. We need banks open longer. We need more banks in our area with longer hours. But he didn't. He went to Bank One and he said this. Now, here's why I'm telling you this. I want you to think about the issues that your customers might be having with this industry of yours. He went to the bank, to Bank One, and he said, let me ask you a question. Do you agree that if I want my money out of this bank, it's my money, I should be able to get it out anytime I want? Do you agree with that? And they said, well, yeah, in theory. He says, no, not in theory. Do you agree with it? And they said, sure. He said, well, right now, the only time I can get my money is Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, a couple of bank uh, branches on Saturday from 9 to 1. He said, but what if I'm in a, in a situation where it's an emergency and I need cash out at 2 a.m. on a Saturday or 1 a.m. on a Sunday? It's my money. I should be able to get it. Do you agree? They said, yes. And he said, then let me make the change for you. He said, let me change the paradigm. I'm going to allow you to make such a quantum leap that we are going to change the world. And he invented the ATM and he changed the way we live forever. In 1973, Dr. Martin Cooper and Motorola set up the very first base station in New York City and began working with the very first portable cellular telephone. Now, why in the world did someone invent the cell phone? 
Dr. Cooper used to work for Motorola. He left and became a consultant, and he tells a story. He said, you know, when I'm all over the place and I'm, and I'm traveling and I'm on the road six, seven days a week and I need to get a hold of a colleague, a client, or even a family member or a friend, he said, all I do is I drive around looking for a, a pay phone. He said, I got to wait for somebody to leave the phone, then I got to dig through my pocket for exact change. And he said, the worst part, I got to put this gross infested thing against my face that a thousand people a day are using, breathing into. He said, there's got to be a better way. Now think about this. He could have thought analytically. He could have thought we need more cell phones. We need uh, cleaner cell phones. We need, you know, uh, sanitizing wipes at every cell phone and bacterial wipes. He didn't. He said, we've got to make a quantum leap. So he went to Motorola and he said, do you want to change the paradigm? Do you want to change the world? And do you want to be attached to that change? And they said, sure. What do you got in mind? He said, do you agree? And he told him the story. He talked about how he travels around and how he gets, you know, grossed out with this thing and he has to dig through pocket for change. He said, do you agree that we should be able to make a phone call to anybody we want anywhere at any time? Yes or no? They said, absolutely. He said, then let me take care of it. And he thought about it and he created, he invented, he innovated the cell phone. Did that change the way we live forever? You better believe it did. Thank goodness. Dr. Martin Cooper was a lateral thinker. The reason I'm telling you this is because I want you to start looking at different ways of creating unique experience for your customers. They are always looking for a better solution. Be that solution provider. This is Steve Jobs, one of the greatest innovators, lateral thinkers in the history of our world. And when asked how do you continue to come up with such amazing products and ideas, he said it's very simple. He said, you see, I'm not going to cram something down the throat of a market that doesn't need it. He said, what you need to do to truly be an innovator is this. You need to start with the customer experience and work backwards from there. You are in a very competitive industry. Each new challenge will require innovative lateral thinking and disruptive innovation in order to stay ahead of the changing technology landscape, generational shifts, and competition. As I said earlier, disruptive innovation refers to a new development that dramatically changes the way a structure, organization, or industry functions. Many things within the contracting world and your customer's world will be evergreen. People's love for their homes and properties, a safe and comfortable indoor environment, peace of mind, and finding a contractor they can trust and count on. And although these things remain evergreen, the way in which you provide your services to meet these expectations must always be evolving. Let's discuss disruptive innovation and how it affects a few key areas of your business. First, let's look at marketing and advertising. How do you continue getting your messaging out to all age groups in a way that demonstrates you're on the leading edge of ideas and services? How can you effectively communicate your ideas, initiatives, and brand promises to your customers and potential customers? As the media continues to evolve and transform, so too does the way in which people consume information. What can you do as a marketing professional to stay ahead of these changes? As a service tech or sales rep, what tools, resources, and processes can you use or create to improve your rapport and build trust with the customer? How can you communicate before, during, and after the call with that customer and those customers so that they feel this was a unique, pleasant, and highly valuable experience? As a leader, 
What can you do to put the necessary tools and training in the hands of your people so that they can create the most effective, gratifying, and cutting-edge experience for their colleagues and customers? How can you continue to inspire, impassion, and empower every employee so that they come to work every day passionate about their role within your company and armed with the tools to be the best they can be? Disruptive innovation is not a catchy phrase. It's a necessary component to the survival and ultimate success of any organization trying to navigate through the constant and ever-changing landscape around them. Demographics change, attitudes and perceptions change, technologies change, so must you change. Please understand, this is not about you not doing a good job. I'm sure you're doing an amazing job. It's about understanding that our construction is never finished. If we are going to be the very best personally and professionally, we must always strive for new and better ways to make that happen. I hope you enjoyed this program on disruptive innovation. On behalf of EGIA, I certainly enjoyed presenting it for you. Until next time, I'm Scott Deming. Wow, awesome content right there from Scott, as always. Listen, if you're a member and you want to hear more from him, you can head over to the contractor training section of the website. Click on Navigating Turbulent Times and then Market slash Branding. Inside there are two more training videos from Scott on brand distinction and turning your customers into evangelists. If you're not a member of Contract University, then I strongly encourage you to sign up for a 30-day free trial at the top of this page. You'll get instant access to all of our content. That's it for this week, folks. We'll see you soon. Until then, bye-bye for now.